Well, over the past few weeks, the season of Advent has been the season of preparation for Christmas. And here we are on the threshold of it. Now, in the season of waiting, waiting can be so hard. But it's not this passive waiting, uh, but it's an active waiting and preparing for Jesus to be born, not just yesterday, but today, and Jesus will come again. And so we actively wait and prepare for Jesus. And throughout our series here at Faith Church, we've been talking about angels among us, angels who bring messages of people to people in the story, but also messages to us and inviting us to share these messages of more hope, more love, more peace, more joy, and less fear. And so tonight, we share those messages along with more Christmas. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, Christmas is and Christmas Eve are times that are just cloaked in tradition. And maybe that tradition for you is everything from what you wear um, to what you eat. Maybe it's the people that you're spending time with or the location that you, you spend the day with. And maybe this year or maybe in the past few years it's been disrupted or interrupted. Maybe it's looked different and maybe tonight looks different too. Maybe it looks the same as it always has, or maybe you're creating something new. Whatever it is, you're here. Now, for the last, <clears throat> for the last few days in particular, I have been watching those Hallmark Christmas movies. Y'all know what those are, right? You know, those movies where something happens, but someone always learns a Christmas lesson in the end of it, and they all end like, and they all lived happily ever after. This hallmark, picture-perfect view of Christmas. It always just wraps up so neat and so pretty, and it's all formulaic. Everything just as they should be. Frozen. Sometimes like the nativity. And while that might be beautiful, life really isn't hallmark. Especially, especially on that first Christmas night. The night Jesus was born, nothing was happening how it was supposed to be. I mean, starting from the very beginning of the story, Mary, Mary the mother of God as a poor, as a poor young girl, Joseph, her fiance, a poor carpenter, visited by angels, having dreams of angels, and then having to travel to Bethlehem to be a part of the census, to get there to find that there's no room at the end, for all of the imperfections and surprises of the story, I think there's times that we still see this as a perfect hallmark moment in the nativity. But for those of us with things left undone, like presents to wrap or Christmas cards still to address, pies still to be made, it may not be very comforting to hear about this picture-perfect hallmark first Christmas. So was it perfect? Well, Jesus was born in a stable, which is more like a cave, not like we picture this open air, like room to breathe, barn, but this dirty, damp cave. Not exactly like the hospitals and the rooms people are born today, surrounded by animals like sheep and goats and cows. Now, can you imagine what that must have smelled like? I mean, what does it smell like in a barn? Does it smell like cookies and pine cones? 
or like a barn. Does that smell like Christmas? As Jesus was placed in the manger, in this feeding trough, a place where animals ate from, not a bed. Jesus wasn't born in perfect conditions. The perfect child was born in an imperfect time and place. Jesus' birth was only recorded in two of the four Gospels. And neither, um, neither of the two record the actual birth of Jesus. And maybe it's not something that you usually think about. I mean, Jesus kind of just appeared in the manger, right? But like, how many hours was Mary in labor for? There were no modern conveniences of medicine or an epidural. In fact, many women died during childbirth. What was Mary thinking at that time? Was Joseph helpful? Did he have any idea what he was doing? How silent would Mary have been that night? Was she remembering the angel's words then? Do not be afraid. And then there's the shepherds. We often have the picture of the shepherds as these like clean cut men, but they were often one of the lowest in society. They worked long shifts with the sheep. They didn't have showers um, and their shifts were to stay with the sheep at all times. So they eat, slept, breathed, worked with these sheep and were considered lowest in the society because they kind of smelled and they were rarely around other people other than shepherds. So maybe they were kind of weird. And while sometimes people had that as a chosen profession, it was also a punishment at times for criminals. So these are the first to see the baby Jesus. I think that says something about Jesus and who he came for, not just the rich and powerful, but the lowly and the poor for all humanity as he was surrounded by animals and people. The angel said, this will be your sign. This holy story full of imperfect, imperfect people and yet people whom God loves. Just a couple years ago, um, I had a call from someone uh, who wanted to meet with me. And she said, I know it's Christmas week, but I just need to talk to somebody. And so I said, of course. Um, so we set up a time to meet during Christmas week and, and she came in and when she came in, she brought her mother with her. Um, her mother was older and um, she said, I'm so sorry. Um, I really need to talk with you, but um, my mom has dementia and my siblings and I decided that we just didn't want her to spend Christmas in the nursing home. We wanted her to be at home with us um, and, and to be with us as a family. And and so um, she's going to be here, but she's going to sit over here. And um, she really doesn't speak very much anymore. Um, so she's not going to be bothered by what we're talking about. And she won't um, interrupt us at all. And I said, of course, absolutely. All, everybody is welcome. Um, so she sat her mom in, in like the opposite side of the room. Um, and she gave her a crossword puzzle. And then um, we sat down on the opposite side of the room and just started talking. And as she just started sharing her story and why she wanted to come and talk with me that day, she said um, she and her husband had a dream of having a big family with lots of children. 
And then she started crying and she said, I had a miscarriage last week and the doctors told me that I probably won't be able to carry any baby to term. And in her tears, she said, the whole world is celebrating a baby right now and I don't have mine. And I listened to her share more of her story and the struggles that this meant for her faith and what she had dreamed for her life. We talked for quite a while. We cried together. We prayed together. And at the end, she asked us to pray together another time. And she said, can you please pray for my broken heart? And please, for a sign of hope. And so we prayed together. And as we prayed and held hands, as soon as we said, amen, we kind of opened our eyes that had been weepy together. And we both looked surprised at her mother standing next to us. And her mother took her hands. She cupped her daughter's face in her hands. She softly kissed her forehead. My dear baby girl, she said, I'm so sorry that you're hurting so badly and I can't fix it for you. That's what a mother should do. I hope that you know that you always have been enough and will always be enough and just how much I love you and that I have always prayed for you and for your dreams to come true. I hope God surprises you with more than enough. We hugged and cried some more. And then we collected ourselves. And as she got her mother ready to leave, her mother's lucidity disappeared. And she was once again helped out by her daughter in the same way that they came in together. A few months later, her daughter called me. And um, she said that her mother had died and she wanted to know if I would officiate her funeral. And I said, of course. And she said, you know, mom was never as lucid again as she was that day we were together. She said, we prayed for a sign of hope and I believe that my mom was that sign for me. She reminded me that I was and always had been enough and her love felt like God's love to me. She also said that she and her husband had begun the process to be a foster parent. She said she wanted to share that same love with children no matter how long they were in their home and that her dream of a big family had just changed to be bigger than she even thought. She wants everyone to know that, we, that in God's love, even though there are difficult times, we're always held in God's love and always enough. This will be a sign for you. Do not be afraid. You are loved. For all of the preparing and decorating and waiting that we do during this season, there's so much and so much life that happens in between. Maybe with all of your preparations, you're done and you're ready. Maybe 
Maybe you're not. Even with the advanced warning, we know it's coming. It's the same day every year. Maybe there's still some finishing of last minute things. And even just like the first Christmas, it comes as a surprise. You would think that the world could stop at the birth of the Messiah, the Savior. You would think that there would be room everywhere, room in the inn, room in the town, or that everyone would come and see this baby, this newborn king. Maybe a moment of silence or like a round of applause that would happen. And with the exception of, you know, a few occurrences, like angels singing good news to shepherds, or wise men following the star, life just sort of happened as normal. Jesus was born in a normal world. I mean, you think God would have planned for Jesus to have been born at the perfect time, everyone paying attention, but it wasn't. The world didn't become silent, but it did become different. The truth is, there's no such thing as a picture-perfect Christmas. Do you really want one? Or do you want a Christmas picture full of life? Maybe it smells like burnt rolls and candy canes. Maybe it tastes like eggnog and cookies. Maybe it sounds like jingle bells and Christmas carols or children crying on Santa's lap. Maybe even in those moments, it feels like even for a moment, the world has stopped. Do not be afraid. This will be your sign. Even though the world didn't stop when Jesus was born, it was changed. Suddenly everything was different. God took on flesh and dwelt among the people. God came in the form of a little baby, not to judge or make everything stop. God didn't come to bring pain or affliction. God didn't come because God wanted to ignore the suffering of the world, instead to join in with it. God came so that we would have life and have it abundantly, not the picture-perfect, superficial, fake life, real life. God came so that we would know God's love and grace in tangible ways, not in abstract or faraway examples, but close. God came to take away the, but you don't understand, because Jesus experienced it. God came to enter a world of chaos and noise to bring peace, more hope, more love, more peace, more joy, and less fear. Do not be afraid. So was it a silent night? Is tonight? But there are still those moments that take our breath away. So give pause for the silence. Make room for it. In the lighting of the candles or the breaking of the glow sticks, as the tiny sparks and flames break through the darkness, in the receiving of communion, to taste the grace and the love of God through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the stillness of the night after everyone is in bed, as the lights on the trees twinkle and morning approaches. Maybe it's not a picture-perfect moment. 
Maybe it's a moment where it smells like burnt dinner. A moment that sounds like kids screaming or squealing. A moment that says to us, you are not alone. I am with you always. Do not be afraid. A moment that whispers, watch, look, listen. A moment that showers with grace and peace. A moment where imperfection bumps into perfection and finds harmony. Do not be afraid. So may this Christmas not be a season of waiting, but be a season of incarnation, God in flesh. A season of walking, journeying, screaming, being alongside us. A season filled with moments where the kingdom of God breaks through. A season that changes your whole world. A season full of more love, more hope, more peace, more joy, more Christmas. Reminders that you are enough. Do not be afraid. This season, may you have tidings of great joy. Do not be afraid. Thanks be to God. Amen.